I can't say you'll enjoy it. Okay, so it's Productive Insights. Productive Insights. Sorry, I can't read too well. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Uh, so how do, I'm sorry, I, how do these work? It's up to you. You can run this as where you can just talk to the group or if you've got a presentation, share your screen. Okay, so I have both, but I have a presentation, I have a framework, I have all the stuff, but let's make it a bit interactive because I don't believe in death by PowerPoint. Okay. So um, I, I do a few things, but let's talk about podcasting. Uh, actually, show of hands, how many people here are interested in podcasting as something they actually want to do to grow their business? Oh, wow, that's quite a lot of interest. And <clears throat> how many people have an interest in just digital marketing more generally? Hmm. Okay. So Sorry, Kevin, but when you say digital marketing, are you talking about um, social media marketing or just yeah, the whole lot? Yeah, the whole lot, just, you know, online presence. It looks like podcasting is the hands-down winner. So, okay, um, would you like to look at some slides and me talk through them? Maybe I'll just, I'll do a quick run-through. I've got a presentation I've done it a million times. I mean, you're doing it at the Australian Marketing Institute. They've asked me to present in May. You're welcome to come along to that as 30 bucks or something. Um, but I'll do a quick presentation and then maybe you can ask me some questions. Uh, but try and save into the end so that we, we got 10 minutes. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so, oh, look at that Baldy. He's a friend of mine. Uh, hey. So can you guys see this? Yep. Okay. So I, I'm just going to run through this really quickly. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but... Uh, some facts about podcasting. Long story short, it's worth doing it. Uh, it's been growing. Uh, I had a client called Amanda Farmer. She's a, she was a lawyer, founder of Lawyers Chambers. She had a good practice, but she wanted to get better quality clients and stop doing crummy work. And so we used the Productive Insights Podcast Launch Framework. We launched it, and within six weeks, she had a client ring her up and say, hey, how do I work with you? And she charged him 10 grand. At that time, I was only charging five grand for the launch. And she convinced me to double my prices. I have a lot of imposter syndrome, but I did it, and I'm glad I did. 20 months in, we interviewed her again on the podcast, on my podcast. So this was, she interviewed her on, I interviewed her on episode 80. And then I had her on again in episode 150, I think. And she, because she's a legend, now this is something I need to say. Just because you launch a podcast, you don't end up on Sky News. You've got to be a legend, as in an action taker and consistent. It's like anything. You've got to put work into it. It doesn't happen overnight. She ended up on Sky News and now on Channel 9 and Channel 10 and everywhere else. And she's become a leader in her niche. And a lot of these old crumbly lawyers, often men, are <laughs> lining up to be guests on a podcast, which is wonderful because I think women are underrepresented in many fields, including law. Um I, I, well, maybe, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, Laurie. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, podcasting is in unicorns and rainbows, takes consistency and focus. It's a very fast-growing medium. I'm just going to jump straight to this last one. So the benefits of podcasting, 
Uh, Fast-growing medium don't require a screen. It's an intimate medium. A lot of us perceive screens as a battleground for our attention, and we tend to get overwhelmed. But podcasting being being an audio-first medium, uh, people tend to consume it uh, with less trepidation. And also people tend to listen while they're commuting on their own. Like, for example, if I was driving with my wife um, and I turned on a podcast, which would almost certainly be a business podcast, she'd be like, turn that shit off because she just doesn't find it interesting at all. She's a surgeon. She's not interested in business. Most surgeons aren't. Some are. Um, and if she put on a medical, actually, I would probably listen to it. But anyway, the point is, um, you know, people tend to listen to what they want to listen to. And it tends to be quite an intimate medium that's consumed on a you know one person basis you also listen to these headphones so there's a certain proximity that you get get with your podcast listeners and i often get approached when i speak on stage and people go like oh how have you been and it's like they're my best friend and i have never met this person before and it's really creepy and i don't know how to say like i don't know who you are but they have this feeling of i've known you for a long time and i think that just is testimony to the fact that it's a very intimate medium Apple CarPlay is here, so you know it's transforming the uh, the way people are commuting. And a lot of high income people, there's a correlation between high income and low, you know, and time poverty. And they tend to want to self educate in what they used to consider dead time, which is commuting. So it's amazing for building relationships. That said, video is builds trust faster, and then audio builds the depth of trust over time. So video is good for bringing creating attention quickly. My approach is I record pretty much all my podcasts on video and then I, uh, my latest state of evolution is to just cut it into bits and publish it to YouTube and then cut that into YouTube shorts and Instagram reels and whatever. And we do a lot of repurposing. Um, these are some of the people that you may have seen that have been on the podcast. Uh, someone who's not on there is Seth Godin, who's, uh, or Bill Dolan, who's one of our members. I have a membership program. He's an Emmy-nominated TV producer in the U.S. Uh, we haven't updated this. We need to. Um, Derek Sivers, who who created CD Baby and launched it. So I tend to specialize in having very well-known people on, and that's my thing. So I tend to, you know, the only person who's been on the podcast that has actually pitched is a guy called Brian Tracy, uh, and he's not on here either. So anyway, Neil was my very first guest, and that helped a lot. Uh, I, I can talk to you about how to grow your audience, hardware, software, but I don't think we have enough time for that. The four common mistakes. Um, this is my podcast launch plan, but I think I'm going to overwhelm you guys if I tell you all that. So let's just talk. Any questions? Andrew. So with, so with podcasting, obviously, um, there must be a, a is it a, a, an idea first to build you as a brand by going onto other people's podcasts before launching your own? Or is it a case of you can launch your own and actually get traction with it and then use that as a way to get introduced to other Either people's? Or. Either or. Okay. So you can do, you know, you can start uh, becoming a blogger by guest posting or you can be a blogger by creating your own blog. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess if I was starting a blog today, I would guest post, but and I would try and, you know, get on people's audiences, on people's websites where they have my audience and try and build some traction there. But, you know, I don't take guest posts because most of the time I have to rewrite them and I don't want to do it. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean other people don't, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, either or. Yeah. Laurie, did you oh, have yeah. a question? 
Yeah, I was going to ask in terms of when you've already got a podcast, what's the best way to grow that audience? It's bloody hard. Uh, but I would say content repurposing is a great way to do it. And I don't see many people doing it. If you do it intelligently, it works. Right now I'm testing something on LinkedIn, which is getting quite a bit of traction. But I there is no like, oh, you do this and then your podcast audience will grow. Um, I, I, I am across a ton of different um, promotion or brand growing strategies and tactics because I've been immersed in this for 10 years. I can tell you the PPC advertising is losing efficacy. The social media platforms are going to crap. Like Facebook is crap. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter is, well, it, it's owned by a lunatic. So that's gone to crap. And so the only one that really is working right now, in my opinion, is, is LinkedIn. And I would, so I would strategically focus on growing a following on LinkedIn. I would do content repurposing. And if you are smart, you create a systems, everything comes down to systems. If you have an intelligent system where, for example, you're recording video-based content and you're dripping chunks of that content into say YouTube and you understand YouTube SEO and you understand Google SEO and you optimize your blog posts and you convert the transcripts into, you know, good quality content but you need to know how to write. I'm a trained writer, so you can write good quality headlines. That's very important. Look, I could go on for hours, but if there's no one answer, it's a very complex, multifaceted answer. But yes, you can make it work. Can I ask you, and Jay's got a question, but before he does, uh, repurposing, can you give us examples of how to uh, do repurposing? Is that taking small segments which are really impactful and republishing those with images or whatever, or is it, Something else. Well, yes, yes, but there's there's many ways you can do it. Here's how I do it, and that's changing with the with the introduction of AI. By the way, that's just changed in the last three or four weeks for me. But you, the the structure is something like this. I do a one hour interview. These days, nobody wants to watch a one hour conversation unless it's with Seth Godin, and even then, they may not want to watch it. So I take the uh, oh, actually, before I did the interview, this is how I did it with um, a guy called. Justin Brown, who's built his YouTube following to 1.5 million subscribers. I did four hours of keyword research and came up with questions that were going to rank on YouTube for my channel. And I asked him those questions. We tried to make it punchy. So we tried to, you know, before the interview, I, I prepped him and I said, look, I want you to try and keep these answers fairly punchy. He did that. And so now I'm going to I'm dripping it out in 10 minute chunks onto YouTube and then taking one minute chunks out of that and republishing them as shorts. I'm taking the transcription and converting that into short form blog posts. I'm taking that transcription, feeding it into chat GPT, asking it to summarize it for me, taking that and putting that into Rome. I don't know if you've heard of Rome research, but it's a really good tool. It's bilateral. um, It's a database tool and it it has bilateral linking. Um, So I can pull other insights from other interviews about the same topic. So if I put the word, YouTube, for example, it brings up every other instance of my having talked about YouTube. So it gives me a photographic memory. Uh, and then I extract, I synthesize those insights and stick them into a blog post, put those into LinkedIn, the short form contact and content and on and on it goes. Does that answer your question, Stalin? Excellent. Thank you. Jay. I'm not trying to take anything away 
from Ash. I'm, I'm actually just going to go back and try and help Laurie with with her question. Because uh, what, what Ash is saying is absolutely right. If, if you're looking at trying to grow things through social media and everything, LinkedIn probably is the, the, the best way to do it. But um, borrow other people's audiences. All right. So if you, you, it's going to be slower than doing it that way, but it's a, it's a free way of doing it. Yeah, but people uh, are going to be willing to lend their audiences to you. Yeah. So surely if you would turn around and say, well, if you're not going to push this out to your audience, wouldn't you, you know, you'd say, well, I don't want you on board because what I do know for a fact, Anna had her interview and it went live this week. Wherever I looked, Anna was promoting it. Yeah. It was on Facebook. It was on LinkedIn. You name it. Yeah. So if you have a deal with people that, that you, uh, are going to interview on your podcast that they're going to share it out to their networks as well. It just, it helps grow. I mean, it's not as effective as paying for it as long as you pay for it the right way, uh, but it's a great way to to start growing. Does that make sense, Laurie? The last year, I, well, I think it might be the year before, I did 90 interviews in that year. And on every one of them that I said to them was that, um, I would also share that out to all of my uh, network as well through all the different social media channels. And because I then shared it and I actually did it, I got invited back to a lot of them as well. Yeah. There's one, before you go, Stuart, there's one more thing I want to say, and this is something I've only realised in the last couple of months. Go deep on one platform. You know, don't try and hit water on 15 platforms although that's what the market seems to be doing, my advice is build a following on one. So just stick to LinkedIn for six months and really build a following. There's a dude called Justin Welsh that has done some really interesting stuff and he's got 400,000 followers. And every time he posts something on there, there are like 500 comments within one hour. It's insane. And he's got a, his business is doing 2 million annually with a 96% profit margin. And I don't think he's bullshitting, which is unlike most other marketers. Do it. Oh, thanks. Uh, look, um, all I can say is have a look at what Ash is doing. Subscribe to his channels. Check it out because, you know, he's, you know, uh, talking about what he does and he does it extremely well. Um, and um, going way back, uh, 2013, 2014, um, I kept having conversations with business owners saying, blog, um interview interview people take those blogs repurpose do this do that do that it's been it's it's a tried and proven technique and this is why go and look at any youtube short and within a, a few scrolls you're going to see repurposed content and you're going to see action on that channel and people that is blowing up so what's stopping you well speak to ash he'll show you how to do it Guys, if you're interested, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, Jay, if it's not, just let me know. But if you're interested, if you want help, just grab 15 minutes with me. I'm happy to yeah. uh, talk to you about it. Absolutely. Attached. Good yeah. idea. Yeah, the link's in the chat box there So for uh, Ash's um, calendar, so make sure you do that. Talk to the people who know what they're doing when they're doing it. It's the best way to go. So thanks, Ash. So with that, uh, at that point, any shameless shout-outs for... Anything, anybody you've been connecting with? What things have you created? Have you got anything that's coming up that you'd like to tell people about? Stuart. Um, 
Uh, yes, I resolved a red belly uh, black snake in the backyard. I love it when you run out to go and look at the snake that you're concerned about um, and it disappears. Well, the mystery continues. Anyway, shout out to the red belly black snake. But now, um, uh, thank you so much for those people that have uh, dived in and taken up the offer for the website audit as well. Um, so we're working through all those requests and uh, looking forward to catching up with Anna after her holiday, which is going to be amazing. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, I will pop the link. I'll go and find it right now on the Be Connected World website. Um, anybody who's a premium member and above uh, can have a website audit um, for Nick's. Um, and I'm going extended beyond what I normally do with our clients to delve deeper into everybody's websites as well. And you get a session with me too. So please dive in and take advantage. And thanks very much. And thanks, Ash, for a fantastic presentation. Love it. Thanks, Stuart. Ash. So... Shout out to Jay for having me on his radio show. Um, I I can't say that I was, uh, I, I can compare, I, I have as colorful a past as Jay does. I come from humble beginnings. But um, yeah, I I aspire to be like you when I grow up. Oh, no, you don't, mate. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. You're right. But it, it, it it too many times, Okay. I don't know where to take it from there. Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, today is the third anniversary of the launch of Laughter Gym. This is my flagship program. Every day, people around the world come on Zoom and laugh with me, and we just laugh. Like, there's no comedy, there's no instructions, there's nothing other than what's already there inside you. Is your infinite laughter supply. And so we just laugh for 15 minutes and then we talk about what we notice. Like what else is there that's available within you in infinite amounts? Well, you notice this sort of stuff when you laugh and you feel good. So anyway, today is the third anniversary of, of Laughter Gym and that's the iteration of my laughter work that's um, current, but it's been going every day for many more years before that. So I just wanted to uh, give a shout out for that anniversary because I'm proud of that, and I don't, I don't think I, um, I, I don't, I don't think I, I take points of pride very often. Um, but if you wanna, if you wanna find out more about what this is about, uh, the link is is in the the chat box. So thanks, thanks, Dave, and congratulations on that. Uh, any other uh, call outs at all, or any um, anybody you've been speaking to? The other thing too, as we've mentioned, when you go into the chat rooms as well, just to show our hands, who actually um, finds out not just about what the person's doing as a business, but who they are as a person, where their interests are and things like that. Should do it in a way in which if you came out of the chat box, out of the chat room and somebody said to you, tell us about so-and-so, you should be able to tell that because the more you do that, the stronger the relationships you build and the more likely that you remember each other. And the other person will remember you as well. Because remember, when we talk about somebody else, we're talking about their favourite subject, them. And so having a stronger connection. Okay, uh, Sabrina. Yes, I want to give a shout out to Emma Fellman. I was actually in your LinkedIn live chat. <laughs> and I actually enjoyed it. It was really lovely just to listen to. I can't think of the other talker's name. I'm very sorry. But um, it was great to listen to. So well done. Thank you. Ash. 
I forgot to mention this when I did the presentation earlier, but if anyone is interested, I'm presenting on this exact topic in uh, on podcasting in May at the Australian Marketing Institute. So if you're interested, I don't know whether you want me to send a link or something. It's 30 bucks to attend uh, for non-members and free for members. So just let me know if you're interested. Or maybe ask Jay or something. Pop, pop, pop the event. Mm-hmm. I'll be connected world. Uh, that's okay. uh, I need everybody to start doing that sort of stuff, yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, our Facebook feed's really starting to pick up, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's because every time there's a post, an event, uh, anything goes up on that site, it automatically gets fed through to all of our social channels. So mm-hmm. it won't be just people in Be Connected World that are going to see it. It's the people that look at Be Connected World on Facebook, and there are literally thousands of people doing that. Uh, so, you know, you've got an event, you're a Platinum member, you can pop that up. Yeah, you've got a blog, premium and platinum member, you can pop that up. So make sure you pop make sure you pop them up there, guys. And on that as well, anybody here who does um uh, events and you put them onto LinkedIn using the My Most Trusted app, you can actually invite a thousand people a week. But go beyond that, actually connect with others who have got it. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why building relationships, because you know, somebody will ask me, somebody in my you know, trusted network, he will say, look, I've got an event on. I will then go and I check my timetable and, yes, I can be there. Or even if I can't, I will actually accept and say, yes, I'm going. I'll then let them know that I can't turn up if I can't turn up. But I can hit the invite button then once I've responded to the invitation and I can invite a 1,000 people. Now, on LinkedIn, it brings up a window where you can click them one at a time. And if you want to do a 1,000, you've got to click it a 1,000 times. But you can say, click on it and do the my, use my most trust because you've got it sitting on LinkedIn. It will come up over the top of it and ask if you want to use that. What I do, especially if it's a face-to-face event, I say no to that first of all. I go in and use the filters in LinkedIn that say the industry, the location, or it might be just a location. And then it will automatically bring up my most trusted again. I hit the button and it will then pull out a thousand people, the first thousand people in that particular area. I can go away and have a coffee or a cup of tea, whatever, while I'm waiting for that to be done. Come back and hit the button. It will invite a 1,000 at a time. So we did one for uh, the the Connect Collaborative Network quite some months ago. 2,200 people um, responded to it that they were turning up. And that's because a number of us use the My Most Trusted app to invite people. Okay. So uh, I think uh, Sabrina and Ash, you'll both ask your questions, haven't you? So, okay, uh, Anna. Thank you. Uh, can I ask a question about this most trusted? Can I do that um, each time that it invites a thousand or is it every week I can invite a thousand to, uh, to the same event or how does it work? A thousand a week. And at the same time, you can also use it if you've got a business page to invite, um, uh, it'll say a hundred people, you use it multiple times. When you invite people to your business pages, you can invite 250 a month. So I use it for that. And then if I've got an event that I'm promoting for someone else or one for myself, I will use it and invite a 1,000 people every week. Okay, thank you. And I wanted to thank Jay for the interview we had a couple of months ago, um, which is now aired. Do you know how many people actually listen to it? Uh, I've, I've got the figures on where is it Anna Thelman so on the podcast so far 526 
So, but I haven't gone through the radio yet. I haven't got the stats down from the radio, but 526 people downloaded it from either SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Is the radio station, does the radio station have a big following, Joe? Oh, we have two, three hundred people a week listening to it. Oh, you can't whinge about that. No. So, you know, just a lot of people just leave it sitting in the background. Hmm. So, you know, listen to some music. Oh, 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 shit. Alan Stevens. There you go. I forgot I was supposed to ring him. And then the music kicks in again. So, it's, you know, it's a handy little thing to have. Okay. One last question, Ash. Is my most trusted trusted by LinkedIn because they're against a lot of automations and stuff, right? It's not an automation. It's a filter or a funnel because well, you use okay, it to it? invite people to connect, but they're one at a time and you <coughs> can do it. Yes, you do have a message already set up in it. And I use uh, things like 